0: Welcome back to the Scored Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Land Frank. We're now episode 125. Yes, we're 125 episodes through. And I got an action-packed episode planned for you. We have Super Bowl winning head coach Andy Reid in-person interview coming up later on the episode. Obviously, the Los Angeles Lakers swept in the playoffs by the Denver Nuggets. Andy Reed was a Lakers fan. He's been upset about that. MLB we lock going on there. Soccer, Man City just won the Premier League. It's so much more. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode 125. Let's hop into it. All right, let's start off episode 125, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. Los Angeles Lakers obviously swept by Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, the iconic photo on a t-shirt right here of Nikola Jokic. video watchers. Obviously, you see that audio. Go watch the video, see what the shirt looks like. But yeah, Western Conference champion, NBA MVP, two-time NBA MVP. Nicole Jokic looks not so athletic in that picture, but obviously one of the most amazing NBA players of all time. Talent-wise, you could say, in this Western Conference Finals, obviously just display that. What an amazing performance by Michael Jokic. What an amazing performance by the whole entire Denver Nuggets squad as a whole. Mike Malone, they deserve this. They've been the one team before. They haven't won. They're this year, and they won it. So happy, so glad that Nuggets won it. Obviously, I would be happy if the Lakers won it too, but Denver Nuggets it just seems like their year, in my opinion for the Lakers side of things, LeBron, we're going to talk about that later. They have a lot of coming issues. Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, DeAngelo Russell, and the Davis Law. Pending issues going on with the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll talk about that later on in the episode. The Miami Heat up 3-0 right now. Time is scoring on the Boston Celtics. I think they're going to lose tonight, but if they do win tonight, we have an NBA final setup of Heat versus Nuggets. Really just a shock. You would have thought Lakers would have gone up 3-0, and you would have thought that Celtics would have gone three zero. 3-0. Other way around this time, kind of shocking, in my opinion. Heat up 3-0 on Boston Celtics in Miami. Carmel Anthony announced his retirement this week. Carmel Anthony, obviously a Hall of Famer, amazing player. We got a great did-you-know coming up later on this episode. Second-to-last member of that 2003 draft class, obviously LeBron number one. May retire for this season, and Carmelo at the number 2 2003 draft with a legendary draft that with Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and then number 2, Darko Milicic, who we all thought was going to be amazing, and should not be. Maybe one of the biggest busts in NBA history, but Carmelo, not that's retire this week. Let's move to MLB, an action-packed week. New York Mets going up against the league-leading Tampa Bay Rays, and the Mets were in a rough patch. They lose the first game, Justin Verlander, first start to the field, just a disaster. Then the second game, they go down 2-0, tied up 2-2, go down 5-2. Francisco Alvarez, Alvi, hits a three-run homer to make it 5-5. And then Pialanta hits a three-run homer. Go ahead, three-run homer to win the game for New York Mets in the bottom of the 10th, so ever since that moment, Mets have been on a winning streak, propelled themselves, I love it right here, Buck Walter's birthday today, happy birthday, skipper Buck Walter. they don't win those games, I don't know if Buck Show-Walter is the manager of the Mets right now, and he even said that himself, so New York Mets on a roll right now, another team on a roll right now, Houston Astros, they were sitting at 18-19, now they're at 28-19, so ever since they got Jose Altuve back, really been rolling, glad to see that right there with the Houston Astros, Oakland Athletics, worst team in baseball, maybe ever, 10-36 right now, but plan for the Vegas, Paul Park, everything seems to be going in order. I was in Vegas this weekend. Looks like it's going to get done. Las Vegas Athletics, name to see in the future. Los Angeles Dodgers, also on a bit of a tear right now, even though they lost to the St. Louis Cardinals in that series, but still, Cardinals, good squad. Dodgers, James Outman playing great, Mookie Betts playing well, obviously great pitching. Kershaw got a little bit beat up by the Cardinals, but still, Julio Urias, these are names to look out for. Obviously, they've been around for the Dodgers. This is the most consistent squad in MLB, and it's been like that. Pittsburgh Pirates still leading. The NL Central, great for them right there. St. Louis Carls got off to a rough start. Brewers aren't great right now, and obviously the Cubs are struggling. So, Pirates take advantage of the opportunity without O'Neill Cruz. They've been playing great. Brian Reynolds, this is the year of the team of the low payroll, doing great. Tempe Rays, Baltimore Orioles, Pittsburgh Pirates, those teams are low in the payroll in MLB, and they're doing great, top of the standings. Pete Alonzo, we already talked about him, how he's playing great. 17 home runs in the season. I want to say now. This is the only bad thing to say about Pete Alonso because his rookie season, he hit 51 home runs, but he batted 247. He had a lot of home runs that year, but not as many hits. Outside of home runs. Now, the next few years, he was great. He had 280 average, about 45 home runs. And that's perfect. This season, only 38 hits, but 17 home runs. So that average, not so great. P. Alonso, let's see if he can keep up that average a little bit. Outside just hitting home runs. Another guy, smashing home runs. Rookie for the Cubs, Christopher Morrell. Played about 10 games this year, 9 home runs. On pace to have about 100 home runs this season. Not going to happen, but still. Amazing to right there, out of Christopher Morrell. Good spark for the Chicago Cubs. Let's end the headlines right here, talking a little bit of soccer. Man City winning. Champions League semi-final on Wednesday against Real Madrid, and then winning Premier League on Saturday after Arsenal lost to 9-4. So that's great right there. Man City, top of the stayings in Premier League for the third straight year, third straight Premier League title. Erling Haaland looking like one of the best soccer players in the world right now, if not the best. Kevin De Bruyne, amazing, and hopefully they can win the Champions League final in Istanbul next month. That's my final advice this week. Leave thoughts and comments. Now, Take of the Week. This week's Take of the Week is about the king, LeBron James, and what he should do for the rest of his career. Obviously, gang swept was not in his plans in the Western Conference Finals, but still, great season, great career, obviously, for LeBron. Trying to be the GOAT. Still things to look out for. Does he get that fifth ring? Looking a little bit unlikely right now. Obviously, rumors of retirement. I think LeBron retires for one full season. Goes and watches LeBronny at USC. Come with the plan of saying, hey, I'm going to retire for this one season, and then I'm going to come back. Next year, sign with any NBA team, maybe with the Lakers. Doesn't have to be with Bronny, as long as I'm just in the NBA at the same time as Bronny. So, I mean, for Bronny James, I think he should stay at USC for more than one year. I think he should be more developed than just one year at USC. But say he goes one and done, say he's a good year at USC, goes one and done, LeBron goes back to the NBA, that's perfect plan right there. I don't know if it's with the Lakers, I don't know if it's with any team that drafts Bronny, but I think LeBron needs one year off the NBA, one year off of just full-on 82-game season. LeBron, even if he's not playing all 82 games, that's still rough in the body. We've seen Tom Brady do some things like this obviously, coming out of retirement, come back out of retirement, all that stuff. But he never took a full season off, and we haven't really seen somebody take a full year off with the intention of coming back next year. But if anybody were to do it, it would be LeBron James. I think that's what's happening right here. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's power for taking the week. Now, screw sports fans, I got a great one for you. I got an interview with Super Bowl winning head coach. Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs he talks all things Patrick Mahomes, Terry Kill obviously win Super Bowls, hitting eating cheeseburgers, all that. Stay tuned right now for the upcoming Andy Reid in-person interview out in Las Vegas. All of it was kind of spontaneous. You've seen it on the Instagram teasing it. Now you get to watch the full Andy Reid interview. Let's hop into it. Alright, Squirt
1: Sports fans out here in Las Vegas with obviously one of the best NFL coaches of all time, Andy Reid. Coach Reid, thanks for sitting down.
2: Absolutely, man. You bet.
1: Of course. Great to be here. Yeah, great to see you. So after that second Super Bowl win, is that just the greatest moment, or was the first one a little bit more exciting?
2: Yeah, the first one was uh, it was crazy, it was chaotic, it was fast, everything happening like in a split second. Uh, uh, the second one was I was a little more relaxed and kind of understood where to go and what to do and how to do it, and it, it was, I enjoyed it more.
1: When you kind of got Patrick Mahomes, you know, everyone thought, "Oh, he's different there, but else. He got the biggest cannon." But can be a loose can that times see right away. He's gonna be different, he's gonna be all-famer,
2: yeah. So, I give all the credit to Brett Veach on that, our general manager. Brett uh saw him early in his career at Texas Tech and said he came back and I was, Hey, this is like this is like the best quarterback I've ever seen. And so, um, he kept putting tapes on my desk and Dorsey's desk, and we we looked at him, and uh, you know, both of us had been at Green Bay with. Brett Favre. Yeah. And so, we saw some similarities there. Um, different guys, but we saw similarities um, in their play, and so, uh, I, you know, we, by the time we got him, I felt like I knew him. I'd seen all these games, and uh, then we interviewed him for the, as one of our top 30 guys, and and uh, spent a bunch of time with him. I go, man, this kid is sharp, sharp. and. Even though he said he cheated on it, but he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he got yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you know what? He, he's um, he is a sharp kid, and and uh, he's he, he's great. I was telling you, he's great for young guys because, okay, he's got the God-gifted ability, <laughs> but he works so hard at the skill and day in day out. I mean, he got done That's with great. he got done with winning a Super Bowl. He's back at it the next week, working his fundamentals and working the ankle, making sure that was back right, and uh, so dedicated to the game. You know, you've had so many coaches work under
1: you. Is it was a kind of like a surreal moment when you get to go up and say, Doug Pierce in the playoffs, or maybe another assistant as a head coach? Is that kind of surreal moment?
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy that way. I mean, I'm playing in the Super Bowl, I'm looking across, and I mean, here's Howie Roseman, yeah. who was my general manager when I was there, working, working with him, gave him an opportunity to do that, and, and he jumped in, and he's done a phenomenal job. Doug Peterson, uh, uh, Matt Nagy's now back yeah. on my staff, but he was with the they, he was the coach of the year his first year, you know. Yeah. So I mean, listen, uh, we've got guys all over the place, and it's uh it's attributed to uh, how hard these guys work and taking advantage of these great opportunities. Hard to hard to get these jobs yeah. in the National Football League. So they got in there and did a great job.
1: And last question we got for right here. Who's been the toughest defender in your whole entire career just to game plan against?
2: Yeah, well, you, you probably go to Bill Belichick. I mean, yeah. he's a he's a mastermind uh, as a defensive coordinator and head coach. I mean, uh, uh, but defensively, uh, there's nobody been better than that. He's
1: tremendous. Yeah. I mean, I talked to Ray Lewis a few months ago. He told me that he thinks he's the
2: greatest defender of all time. Do you agree with that? I tell you, he was phenomenal. <laughs> he was also my team captain for a lot of Pro Bowls. And, uh, um, and he wasn't coaching, he wasn't playing, he was coaching and, and he would have been a phenomenal coach if he decided to go that way, but I love, I love him, super smart man. Of course, great conversation, thank you. Appreciate you Len. Yeah. thank you.
0: Obviously, that was a great interview with Andy Reid, Chiefs Head Coach. Obviously, thank you, to Coach Reid, for doing that interview, taking the time out of his day. Meet me in Las Vegas. Do that interview for Squared Sports. You're going to find the best content here at score Sports. Only going up from here, getting great guests, getting great interviews, getting great content out there. Follow Scored Sports on all platforms at Scored Sports. If you want to see more things like this, stay tuned. Now, did you know? I tease, did you know in the headlines, saying it was about... Carmelo Anthony but this week's did you know is did you know Carmelo Anthony on his time in New York Knicks in 2013 is the only player ever to have a 50 point game with zero points in the paint let me say that again Carmelo Anthony 2013 on New York Knicks had a 50 point game in that 50 point game he had zero points in the paint he's the only player in NBA history to have 50 points with zero points in the paint didn't you know that leave that in the comment section that's a great did you know for you Now, Shohei Ohtani, spotlighter, but I kind of teased it on the Squirt Sports Instagram. I tweeted on Squirt Sports Twitter on Saturday saying, what would a deal for Shohei Ohtani look like? Because it's not out of the realm of possibility that he does get traded this season. And he is the biggest anomaly we've ever seen in the sport of baseball. So follow scored Sports on Instagram, at scored Sports, and we've seen that. But still, Shohei Ohtani can be the best hitter and the best pitcher in baseball. He can go eight innings, zero runs, and then hit two home runs in that same game. So, Shohei Otani could dominate the mound and he could dominate the batter's box. So, I think a trade for a Shohei Otani, you would have to give up a lot of people. And you're saying the New York Mets, a team that can afford a trade for Shohei Otani, would you give up? Because right now, what's propelling the Mets are the baby Mets Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez. Would you give up all those players for Shohei Otani? I would say yes. And I think it would cost a little bit more than that. I think you'd have to trade all those players, maybe a few more prospects, and maybe a Jeff McNeil in there. Save for that, Braves. you would have to give up probably an Austin Raleigh, or Ronaldo Jr., and maybe even an Aussie Albies. For Shohei Otani. Because he's that type of player. It's worth it. You want to have the best hitter and best pitcher in baseball? You go for Shohei Otani. He's in his prime right now. And he's going to be the best player in baseball for the next 10 years. That's my opinion. But Shohei Otani, best player in baseball right now. Best player in baseball for the next 10 years. Aaron Judge isn't going to play every game. Shohei Otani isn't going to play every game either. Big at pitch and he can hit. He can do both. And at times he can be the best at both in the whole entire sport. So that's no debate for me right there. A Shohei Otani trade would be the most compensated trade in maybe MLB history. That's why I think a Shohei Ohtani free agent deal could be the biggest in sports history. That's my Shohei Otani spotlight. Leave thoughts in the comment section. What do you think a straight for Shohei Otani, baseball's best player, would look like? Victor Omanyaba is going to go number one this year's NBA draft. We all know that, but NBA draft loggers last Tuesday, we didn't get to talk about it because obviously we record on Tuesdays, release on Thursdays, but NBA draft fly was on Tuesday night, and San Antonio Spurs won out NBA draft flyer. And everybody's going crazy saying, It's amazing. Spurs, they had David Robinson, they had Tim Duncan. Now they have Victor Omayama. Only difference is, Victor Omayama isn't going to have Gert Popovich for more than three years. It's not the perfect solution, in my opinion. He might have been better off going to a Detroit type of team where it has great talent, where they have Jaden Ivey, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Duran already, and then Victor Omayama in there. That's a playoff squad. San Antonio Spurs, they're a bunch of mid, you could say. Devin Vassell, not great. Trey Jones, not great. Kellen Johnson, not great. You want these guys to build around Victor Omayama? Because Victor is not going to tank. So if he is a San Antonio Spurs for his whole entire career, do we know he's going to win championship? Because I don't know right there. Victor Omayama, is he a guy who can lead you to a championship? It's my GM hat, everybody. Victor Omayama, NBA's most interesting man for years to come, like Shelly Otani in baseball. But Victor Omayama, amazing at all facets of the game. Can shoot, can dribble, can pass, whatever you need to do. Rebound, defend. I think he's going to be the best player in the NBA, maybe 15 years. It might be in his career, but Victor Oladipo is the most valuable player for years to come in the NBA. So you need to set this up right. That's why I think San Antonio Spurs not the perfect idea because you don't really have a replacement for Greg Popovich set in. For Detroit Pistons, you might get a good coach this offseason season. For Houston Rockets, you already have good coach Emile Odaka So I think that might have been a better situation for him. Not knocking the Spurs thing that he's not going to win a championship there, but I'm just saying, is it the perfect solution? Because in San Antonio, Tim Duncan had Tony Parker, he had Montrezum Nobly and he had a. Fully in his prime, Greg Popovich. David Robertson, same thing. So, for Victor Omayama, does he get that? Does he get that championship in his career? Because right now, at San Antonio Spurs. I'm not seeing it. And this is no, I'm not me saying Victor Omayama is going to be amazing on the Spurs because he hasn't even been drafted by them yet. What if they don't draft him? What if they go for Scoo Henderson? Not out of the realm of possibility. That's back from GM Hat this week. Leave thoughts in comments. Now, let's take a look back about... Two episodes ago where I said Nikola Jokic wasn't an elite NBA winner, scorer. He wasn't going to be that amazing winner in the NBA. I said he wasn't a clutch player in his career because he doesn't hit game winners. Well, he hit a game winner in Game 4 against the Lakers. I said he doesn't have what it takes to make the NBA Finals. Well, he made the NBA Finals. I said he doesn't have it in him to win like that. Well, he made it. Nikola Jokic, for the season, he hadn't made the Western Conference Finals since the bubble, and he wasn't even that great in the bubble. Nikola Jokic got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial in the second round. All those NBA teams regret not drafting Nikola Jokic. Kind of a recurring theme. All those NBA teams didn't want to draft Giannis Antetokounmpo. They regret it. You don't always see top European players go number one. I think we're seeing that now with Victor they saying We see Giannis. We see Nikola Jokic. Let's take Victor Omanyama number one. Let's rank him highly. Because we see these guys, these freaks, Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who can do everything in the court. Maybe we put that into a guy like Victor Omanyama. Nikola Jokic used to look like this. Very unathletic. Not a good basketball player. Used to drink 12 cokes a day. After practice, and now he's the best player in the NBA. Maybe the most talented or just skilled player of all time. Because Nikola Jokic doesn't have that athleticism where he's going to do a 360 dunk, through legs, jump out of the building. He says it himself. All-Star game isn't built for a guy like me. But skills challenge, that's built for a guy like, like Nikola Jokic. He doesn't have the speed, but he can pass it perfectly. He can shoot it perfectly. Rebound it perfectly. Take off the dribble. Most skilled offensive player I've ever seen. Maybe the most skilled player I've ever seen. Not talent. Skill. That's what Nikola Jokic is. That's why he's amazing. I'm blaming this on myself. I was wrong. Jokic has all the skill. He's amazing. Look back. That's why he gets the honor to wear the shirt this episode. Koyokic, amazing. That's powerful. Look back this week. Now, let's finish up episode 125. Strong. At the buzzer. My favorite tennis player of all time, Rafael Nadal, greatest lefty of all time. Obviously, I'm a lefty. I play tennis. Drew out of the French Open this week. Roland Garros. And he's the king of clay. King of Roland Garros. Won it about 13 times. And nobody can really beat him when he's in the draw fully healthy. So it's an opening up for other players, but it's also opening the end for Rafael Nadal's career. And this is kind of the end of that big three, because right now he's tied for grand slams with Djokovic and Roger Federer. Roger Federer is retired. Djokovic still going probably for another five years, you could say. Rafael Nadal looking like his end. So Djokovic, with all said and done, could be the GOAT, but I think it might be Rafael Nadal. Rafael Nadal... Obviously, been amazing his whole entire career. And this is kind of a shadow of it, saying, He's probably not going to win another Grand Slam again. And that's sad to hear right there. Rafael Nadal, never really had amazing success at Wimbledon. Only two Wimbledon titles. And then Djokovic, about seven Wimbledon, Wimbledon titles. Four straight. Roger Federer, five straight Wimbledon titles. About eight in total. So these guys, amazing at their own thing. They were great in grass. But Nadal is obviously great on hard court. Clay, but Clay, king of clay. I mean, Rafael Nadal and Clay, maybe one of the most dominant athletes of all time. Any sport. That's just saying right there. Rafael Nadal and Clay is unbeatable, and a lot of people contest that. So it's sad to see a legend of the sport, a lot of legends in sports retiring these next few years. LeBron, Tom Brady, Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, more guys to retire soon to be Messi, Ronaldo, sports around the world, maybe getting a little bit worse these legends retiring. That's just a little out the buzzer right there for you. Leave a down in the comment section. Now, question of the day. This week's question of the day is, who is that next guy in sports you see that's gonna be a legend? We talked about it, not the buzzer saying that sports get a little bit worse around the world because we see these legends retiring, but each sport has a new legend to come. I think for soccer, you could say it's Kylian Mbappe or Erling Haaland, both in their very young 20s. Mbappe 23, Holland 21. For tennis, Carlos Alcaraz, only 20 years old, turned 20 last week, already has a grand slam at age 19 at the US Open. So that's amazing. He could be the next goat with tennis. Mbappe, the next goat of soccer. Wembanyama, you could say. Basketball Shohei Otani for MLB, and then you see some guys in football. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe somebody else, maybe Joe Burrow, maybe Justin Herbert. These are guys to look out for. So, who's that guy in sports that you say is going to be a legend, even though we're not seeing it right now? That's part of question day this week. <laughs> That's part for Screw Sports Lane Frank episode 125. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Screw Sports on Instagram at Screw Sports, for awesome sports news content updates. Follow Sports on Twitter at Screw Sports, awesome takes. Follow Screw Sports on TikTok at Screw Sports for more content. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the best sports content in the world we'll be back next week episode 126 stay tuned